a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. scaredy cats welcome back to the super scary podcast i'm your ghostess with the mostest josh uh this week my uh roommate got startled when i came down the stairs and i said well i live here and she said well that doesn't mean you're not creepy so <laughs> um that's how my morning's going but i have an exciting episode ahead we're doing another a24 movie um as of recording uh the writer strike has ended which is great but sag after is still striking so um we're just gonna keep going with our a24 movies for now until uh they get off strike um that doesn't mean that I don't have uh, amazing guests this month. Um, I have another great uh, horror podcast guest, and uh, this is Billy from Nothing to Fear podcast. How are you doing, Billy? Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. And yes, great. A big cheer for... Um, the writer strike being resolved, and hopefully at the time of recording, the SAG after also gets resolved too. I know is like, I saw a very funny thread tweet. I don't know what we're calling social media these days, but um, <laughs> it's it was something like, in retrospect, the um, Amputa should have realized who could um, win at a sitting around doing nothing contest without being paid for longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against writers. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um it, as of recording I I think October 2nd, right? I think they're going to start um uh negotiating with SAG-AFTRA. So hopefully by the time this comes out, which would be a week after, um Ooh, you fingers know, crossed. yeah, fingers crossed that it'll all be taken care of. Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh, how are you, Billy? Um, this is our first time uh, first chatting. Time, yeah. yeah, so this is our first time chatting. Um, we follow each other on Instagram, so we've been mm -hmm. chatting mm -hmm. through there a little bit. But um, how are you doing? Oh, you know, it's it's a great, great time up here where I'm up in Montreal in Canada. I'm here for, for school, and uh, I've been admittedly i've been on a bit of a horror movie break this summer nothing to fear went on hiatus at the end of may at the end of our phobia month and we're just kind of uh you know taking some time to have a summer and figure out new directions for the show um but i'm excited to get back into spooky season watching some horror movies i i turns out i really missed watching horror movies i start i started the show being too afraid to watch horror movies, watched horror movies for a week, uh, a movie a week for three years. And then I was like, oh, I kind of miss this weird, comforting r ritual that I had um, built for myself. And so I'm excited to be back into it and excited to chat about A24 movies. Yeah. Well, one in particular. Yes. <laughs> um, do you, before we get into this one, um, we're going to be talking about uh, Hole in the Ground. Do you have a favorite A24 movie um, 
as of now that you've seen? I think if you had asked me this last year, it would have probably been hereditary. But honestly, Talk to Me was so good. The, it came out this summer, that Australian yes. one. It was so good. It was so tense and like um, really affecting in a lot of different ways. And you really felt the peril. And I was just you know, blown away because... There's a lot of horror movies, and not a lot of them are very good (laughs) or very quality. And so if you can get one that's, like, scary and also has a good story, then that's something magical. And so Talk to Me was so good, I keep accidentally calling it Talk to the Hand because (laughs) I'm a child of the 90s. It's That's what it is. I'm sure I'm not the first person to make that joke. But, yeah, it was great, and I can't wait to see what that director team does again. What about you? Um, I think so far, you know, a lot of these movies, um, I think I might have said this last week, um, but I haven't had really a lot of access to A24 movies until my roommate said, oh, I have Paramount Plus with the Showtime add-on. So <laughs> so thankfully, I've been able to watch a lot of these um, through that. Um, but... You know, I'm kind of uh, the first one I saw out of this was Everything Everywhere All at Once, which isn't necessarily a horror movie, but we did cover it on so the pod. Good. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely worth all of the the Oscar buzz that it got, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, as far as horror movies, um, you know, we're covering Hereditary and X and Pearl later on the pod, so I. As of recording, okay. I haven't watched those yet. Um, so <laughs> a lot of... We're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, have a, I have a strange feeling that I'm going to really like X because if it's any kind of slashery type vibes um, or just kind of campy horror in general, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to like that one a lot. If if you haven't had the um, any of the stuff spoiled for you, I'd say watch X before Pearl. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that one came out first, right? X That's right. came out first. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew that um, Pearl was like a prequel to that, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Hereditary, oh boy, you're in for a treat with that one too. That was that was a big one. It was one of the first, not the first ones, but it was like the the twentieth episode we did of Nothing to Fear, and it was like. It was when my hosts were like, okay, we got to watch something that's actually scary now, because we had kind of like danced around it for a bit, uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. That's a good one. Amazing. Um, But yeah, this movie that we're talking about this week is uh, is really good, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it's necessarily like super scary. (laughs) I said the title of the podcast. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I don't think it's necessarily like super scary. It just made me tense a lot um throughout this um i don't know how how you felt about it i know that you said you were curious about this one i had heard about this one because it kind of comes up on lists of a24 horror movies as being you know amongst them uh i enjoyed it but as i find with most of these horror movies that skirt the line between like what's real and what's a metaphor and what's like a manifestation of Mm. trauma. I felt that there was kind of some parts that didn't line up too well or, or as, as well as I would have liked or as skillfully as I would have liked, especially again, coming from a 24, which has this reputation of making really tight, cool 
horror movies, I was like, oh, okay, uh, we can get into the the nitty gritty of like what happens in the hole in the ground. But um, the fact that it was like this uh, based off of European folklore with like changelings right. and body doubles. And if you can hear my cat screaming outside the door, I apologize as well for that. <laughs> it's, a, okay. it's a lot going down in this apartment today. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're loving it, but yeah, anyway, pardon me. The folklores were, that was really interesting. I love the stories of changelings and the explanations people had for their kids acting differently Right back in the day was, was wild. Couldn't be hormones or puberty. They must've been swapped by a fairy creature. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like at birth, <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah, write birth. off their whole life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you brought up Changelings. Yeah, there's definitely, um, you know, this movie uh, was made in Ireland, I believe, um, with a uh, Irish team. Um, Lee Cronin uh, was the director and writer for this, who also, uh, I believe, shortly after this movie came out, was hired to start developing Evil Dead Rise for... Uh, you know, the sequel that came out this year, um, another movie I haven't watched yet, but really want to, which just based off of that trailer and watching this movie, he must like to write about mommy issues a lot. <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna throw that out there. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, A24 loves, loves a parental trauma, loves a, a single mom with a, you know, with a kid and, oh, what happened in her past? And she's got right. some scars. Yeah, it's, it was giving <laughs> it was giving Babadook a lot. I don't know if you watch Babadook. Oh, or not, yes. But, uh, yes. I don't, I don't know if that's A24, but it's also Australian. And there's kind of like single mom. She has a kid who's weird. Weird. And <laughs> also stuff happens. So, um, yeah. yeah, I was Spooky like, oh, okay. Shit. I see where we're at. We're, we're in the mid-2010s. We're, we're going to talk about mommy dramas and kids and single parent households <laughs> so that's that's where we're writing i was like okay we're writing this wheelhouse perfect let's go <laughs> love it um one thing i will say about this movie before we kind of get into the plot is that the cinematography was uh in my opinion amazing and really helped with um kind of amping up that kind of sense of dread or tenseness mm -hmm. especially in the forest scenes um Although sometimes it did read as Twilight when you're like in the you know the POV shots, I was like, oh my yeah. god, it's this a scene from Twilight? But whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the the shot is called, but when they kind of elongate like the hallway or like you know the mm. the shots of um, the forest where the trees look further apart, I don't know what that's called. But yeah, there's like a I know I don't know the exact title of it, but it's kind of like a. Um, I think Hitchcock did it where it's like you're pulling the camera back, but you're also zooming in at the same time. Yeah. And so it's doing like this foreground stretching. It's very, very effective. And yeah, the the drone shot right at the start with the truck driving down a country road and then, oh boy, it turns upside down. It's like, here we go. <laughs> here We're we about go. To get a little twisted it's just <laughs> once you start seeing that once you watch more horror movies you see how many have a scene of a car driving on a road and then oh it's it's a little bit different than we thought it was gonna be <laughs> just, yeah. all right okay let's go let's do it yeah. <laughs> um, the world is not what we thought right yeah um 
Yeah, so as as we kind of open, as you were mentioning, you know, we get the shots of the forest, we get the wide shots, and this forest looks huge, but apparently it's also in their backyard, so, like, I don't really understand how they made it back and forth to the house without getting lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. At one point, the mom is, like, running in the forest, like, willingly. She's, like, exercising She's in trail the running. forest. She's- Doing jogging. I had a lot of, I had a lot, I had to stop the movie. I was watching with my girlfriend. I was like, no, 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 ma'am. No, no, no. I don't care where you are. Go on the street. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Like, come on now. Um, Although my, my husband would be the type of person I think to, because he loves running. He's, he's insane. He's training for a half marathon right now. I, I ran a 15k with him once, and you know that's probably the farthest I go. I digress. Um, so I feel like he would run in this forest as part of his training regimen. But I just, I just think if you're gonna go trail running, you don't need both headphones in. Also, if you think that there's, <laughs> if there's any chance you think that there's a sinkhole full of changelings that have maybe stolen your child, I don't know. I would also not run in that forest. <laughs> yeah. I'd find another forest, maybe. <laughs> yeah, this th- that scene was like well, like 40, 50 minutes into the movie. Like she's already had suspicions of um, her kid not being normal anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you willingly ran into this forest? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Before we get off the uh, cinematography of it, like when I I heard this is in Ireland, I was so excited because they've got just like the the countryside out there is so beautiful and so like lush and green and of course the Emerald Isle and I was actually really surprised that they muted everything so much like the forest yeah. was not it wasn't like lush green rolling countryside and like bright red barn or whatever like beautiful blue skies it was everything was kind of gray everything was kind of blue maybe they used the twilight filter a little bit you know we don't blame (laughs) them but just like yeah the scale of it was was so wild um i love the drone shots and um this the the animation of the sinkhole there's like i think when she first sees the sinkhole and she goes in and it, it looks like they just like bleached all the color out of the trees around it. And it just sort of like makes you really feel like this is this is an unearthly thing. Right. I thought the animate it looked huge and scary. And and then I just I, I couldn't buy the way that they acted around it where they're like, oh, this is a big, giant, scary sinkhole. I guess I'll stand near it for a while or I'll I'll walk closer. Or I'll <laughs> go down in it like later. It's like. No, go and like call the council and say, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's a 50 foot diameter hole in my backyard. Can we do anything about this?" <laughs> That's a good point because I was gonna bring up like I don't know if you've watched Parks and Rec, but <laughs> yes. the first season they're like, if you haven't seen it, the first season Leslie Nope is trying to fill this basically sinkhole pit thing that <laughs> um yeah, didn't they excavate it for a shopping mall and then they lost funding so it was just a yeah on the ground yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then um 
uh, Chris Pratt falls in the hole <laughs> and then <laughs> makes a whole song about it. The pit, we just filled the pit or whatever it is. It <laughs> sounds right. like yes. freaking Dave Matthews or something. Um, <laughs> but it's, yes, yes, exactly. But it was giving a lot of that energy. Like, girl, just call up your local Leslie Nope and get the whole yeah. filled. Like, yeah. <laughs> would have saved a lot of issues. Yeah. So, so this, this like, actual sinkhole this is this is one of the parts where the metaphor and the real stuff happening in the movie kind of didn't join at the edges because we get a lot of scenes where she has gone through some sort of vague familial trauma going on there's a reason she and her son have to move to this house we don't really get a lot we get something about like i thought you said daddy was coming with us and then she kind of goes like pulls on the collar of her shirt (laughs) but we don't really get any explanation so we're like oh so something's going on she's got a a little scar on her head from something that happened and now she's taking meds so it's like is she imagining this whole is this real but then we have the whole like historical story of the the older couple who lost their son and they're both like yeah like there's totally a giant hole out there and and like all the things that are happening is real your son is a changeling my son was a changeling it was bad and so i was like so this is a physical thing that's happening no one's doing anything about it they're just like that sucks sucks we can't do anything about it yeah (laughs) what i mean It's so weird, and it's like, like how long has this been going on? You know, like are there other kids that have been taken? Again, spoiler alert. Um, I'm very bad at that, but spoiler oh, yeah, alert. Spoilers you, for this yeah, movie. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, yeah, and even at the end when she goes down into the sinkhole and she's kind of she's pulling Chris out and she's trying to save him and then the changeling uh grabs uh mm-hmm. chris as she's pulling him out and it's like it's of uh i think the mom's name is sarah yeah it's it's, sarah, yeah. it's of sarah uh so it's like can they do adults too like why haven't other people disappeared and been strange mm-hmm. you know so it's it's very i think that part just kind of leaves like a loose end of like like, how long has this been happening? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. when she goes down in that pit, before she sees the changelings that are all just chilling down there, there's, like, a ton of, like, skeletons. Like, she sees right. the, one, the one skeleton, and you kind of... There's a shot with her flashlight, which is really cool, and there's just, like, a bunch of little, like, pops of ribcage that you can see. And it's like, oh, this is, this is a known thing. This has been going on for a while. Right. Um, <laughs> no one's... No one's getting the counsel. And even she isn't. It seems like at the end, again, spoilers, at the end, she, big, this is a big spoiler for the end of the movie, but she gets Chris back and then they're just like, the solution was, we'll move to an apartment building. Movie over. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ma'am, this is going to keep happening. <laughs> yeah, this is going to keep happening. But it, I mean, I feel like it's very classic in horror movies. Like you're just worried about yourself and getting out of the situation. And yeah. you don't necessarily want to go back to it. Unless if you're, right. uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween and then you just. <laughs> and then you're like, Michael, what's up? It's yeah. been a while. You yeah. want to chase me around? 
Quick side tangent, one of my yeah. favorite memes every year uh, since the Halloween 2018 came out is uh, that video of Jamie Lee Curtis in like the actor chair or whatever, and she has a pumpkin. She's like, yeah, let me introduce you to my friend. And she just yells, Michael, get over here. And it's just Michael slowly walking. It's yeah, one I of like my that. favorites. So Isn't funny. she like, oh, he takes forever to get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna do it by myself i've got a partner in many crimes i'm gonna ask him to help okay hey michael come on god he's so slow walks and walks hey you ready to do this okay here we go it's so good (laughs) i love how she leans into it um yeah she's loving it yeah um anyway so um basically the story uh we kind of said most of it but essentially sarah and chris move into this new house um she's trying to uh restart her life after kind of getting away from what is assumedly an abusive relationship um with uh chris's father Mm -hmm. and you know, Chris is at a new school. He's not very social. Um, you know, I assumingly he misses his friends from home and mm-hmm. uh, seem seemingly is a very picky eater. Um, you know, we're kind of the first like 20 minutes were very much setting up for later whenever mm-hmm. uh, the changeling takes over and, uh, you know, all is not as it seems. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all good relationship table setting with between mom and the kid, which which I think they do a clever uh, kind of pardon this one, but mirroring of the start and the end of the movie, because <laughs> like one of the first scenes we see them is her and her son at like some sort of house of mirrors situation Mm -hmm. like they're making faces in all the the wavy mirrors and you can see his reflection is all distorted with like big giant mouth and like the eyes are all bulgy and stuff and and they're having fun they're laughing um and then you know mirrors turns out is like how we you can tell when the changelings are there for real and so there's a, a big scene at the end where all the mirrors but it's all completely flat no distorted reflection and uh uh, you know, sort of all as well, but I I did like that setup of of the mom and and her son, and he's yeah he's just a little precocious, quiet kid, um, and they have a great relationship. I thought the the face making thing to resolve little arguments was very very cute and very funny. The you know they have a they have a good relationship. It's not without their problems, but they're doing their best. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so, you know, kind of shortly after all of this is when kind of the, the weird shit start going down, you know, they have the weird neighbor, um, that is claiming, you know, it's not, it's not your son, it's not your son. Um, mm-hmm. so that kind of plants the seed of doubt after a bit, um, but after they, uh, after Chris, uh, you know, kind of calls out his mom and says, hey, why isn't daddy with us? You said he was right behind us. And it's seemingly a couple months after they had moved. And he's like, where's dad? Um, yeah. 
um, they fight and he calls her a liar and then, you know, which rightfully so, um, <laughs> I guess. But, um, you know, he runs into the forest. Um, this is when we first see the sinkhole. Mm-hmm. And um, we're kind of concerned about it. And then, um, you know, she tells him not to go into the forest ever again. He obviously doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> although I don't. Which we I, knew was going to happen. He's right. not going to listen. Come yeah, on. he's not going to listen. Um, <clears throat> so later on, uh, you know, we hear the slamming of the door, which the back door constantly does this i don't know why she doesn't get it fixed doesn't make sure it's locked uh you know a child proof it (laughs) put an umbrella stand in front of it like it opens inward you you know shouldn't take you more than two times of it opening on its own to be like i'm just gonna put something at night just gonna put something over it yeah just come on (laughs) she's a little too calm about it which concerns me (laughs) yeah I felt like that was that was another yeah issue with the story is nobody was reacting appropriately to these like fantastical situations like maybe it was sort of like paralyzing horror that she was trying to convey but it just kind of came off as like disinterest which made me think also okay is she over medicated and just Mm. like she can't react but there was not enough dialogue to set that up to make it be like you you gotta take these because you know they'll control your hallucinations or something or make sure you you know you gotta these these meds will have side effects or something just kind of enough to give us a little something but she goes to a doctor because she can't sleep i guess because the door keeps opening fair and then he's like (laughs) sleeping pills have these have these sleeping pills okay great (laughs) okay great um so instead of yeah so instead of fixing the door uh she just lets it go basically and uh you know uh chris gets out of the house goes into the woods and uh presumably you know we don't see any of this but presumably the changeling you know switches uh with him um and the scene where she's trying to find chris and she like for me i would have flipped all the damn lights on i would have like checked every room that basement is freaking creepy like he could have been down there like any of the things and she's just like goes (laughs) i I mean maybe this is a paralyzing fear that you insinuated i didn't think about that but again she kind of comes off like she's not that concerned she's like running around in the forest with just a flashlight and it was giving very uh Blair Witch vibes <laughs> to oh, yes. um which that part I kind of like that was probably the most tense I think I was um mm-hmm. because just that kind of like you can't see too far ahead of you with the light or like around you it's kind of like a tunnel vision type thing mm-hmm. like that really scares me that's that's something that good horror movies with forest shots can do really well is make it feel like this flashlight that you're using is less illuminating the world for you to see but more just like highlighting where you are for anything that's already in the forest so exactly. it didn't seem like it's like because it's, it's the, the the trees are casting shadows you can't see past the first couple it's completely dark and i was like all you're doing is basically shining a spotlight directly to you for 
whatever's out there. And and again to her her examining of the house when Chris is turns up missing, I have to assume that they fast tracked it for film time. But yeah, she like wakes up basically. She's she's like, I can't see Chris directly in front of me. He must be in the forest. And it's like <laughs> check his bedroom. Yeah. Check downstairs. Yeah. He's a little guy. He might be hiding. You know, just do a little do a little once around and then then you can check the forest but yeah right like she i think the only light that's on in the house is chris's bedroom that's it and she didn't turn on any other lights like even when she leaves the house to go out to the forest like there's no lights on and i'm like girl (laughs) which just it's it's 2019 i think it was contemporaneous right like there was tv and cell phones and stuff so it didn't feel like it was a period piece yeah whereas like you could be using your technology but it seemed very weirdly like they didn't have access to it or sometimes i don't know yeah i don't know and like even when she goes back to the house she it, it she didn't take her phone with her it was on the charger <laughs> i was like girl what are you doing yeah, that's right <laughs> like, yeah she, oh yeah that's right because she comes back unplugs the phone from the where it was charging overnight then calls the police and is like my son's missing and then he's he shows up there and it's fine but i was like you should have bring that phone with you man yeah yeah uh that that was kind of the infuriating time and then she's like talking to the guy on the phone and he's asking her where she lives and she's like there's no number on the house i'm like girl <laughs> i mean i i mean i get it maybe you're trying not to reveal too much information but at least a street like a street I, I mean i don't know i've <laughs> i've seen those like small country towns where it's like yeah we live at the house on the road but there's still like ways to get to those small things and right i i guess in panic you don't remember it's it's a heightened sense of situation but yeah this that was i was like okay she's she's panicking she's not thinking clearly yeah there are markers for her house you know it's the one next to the giant sinkhole that you can see on google maps just (laughs) find the sinkhole then look for the only house that's around it that's where i am Oh my god, exactly. Like <laughs> It's one, two, three, sinkhole lane. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now we gotta have a number. I, I I'm next to ten Cloverfield Lane, right? Like just, yeah. just put all that the, the or, terrible. Like she she's in this small town where everybody knows the story of the widow who like or not the widow, they were an old older couple where yeah. this old lady who murdered her son a few like decades earlier you know should have been like yeah i'm living next to those people because it seemed like they were local legends and everybody knows or maybe they didn't live right next to it i don't know but they were close enough that they encountered each other a few times the uh the the old spooky old couple i love a spooky old lady in a horror movie right (laughs) they always know what's up right and th- and that la- that actress kind of remind it wasn't the same actress but it kind of reminded me of um I don't know if you've seen the taking of Deborah Logan oh, yeah 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 what like the styling of um what's her name Noreen Brady kind of reminded me of that which made her even creepier in my mind because the taking of Deborah Logan is also a very like scary movie to me. Oh yeah. It's a big, it's a spooky one. Uh, we covered that one on nothing to fear and it was, yeah, 
I like amazing. It. I'll have to listen to that episode. I, the thing about like being a horror podcaster and then also having friends who have horror podcasts is like you can't keep up with There's everybody. So it's so, so many so many of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, we should probably talk about the old the old couple a little. Yeah, bit, we should. They're pretty significant. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So the Bradys uh, had a similar situation happen to them where their son also, uh, uh, I guess, went to the sinkhole like it, <laughs> and was switched out uh, with a with a changeling. Um, Noreen is kind of went through the same stuff that now Sarah's going through. And Noreen's a little, a little crazy, um, but she ultimately knew that her son was not her son. <laughs> And, um, I couldn't really figure out if, um, like her husband ran over her kid or she ran over her kid because it was kind of told both ways. It was told both ways. I think the, I think the local legend is that like she killed her son because she was quote unquote a crazy person. And I think he, you know, um, he maybe didn't believe at first and then she showed him the proof or she had the mirrors. And I think he kind of, you know, did his husbandly duty or whatever, supporting her, her, you know, Oh, I don't know, whatever her, her reason she had to kill him. And so I think he was the driver and he just sort of internalized that grief. Mm, Um, Yeah. But it was, it wasn't, very clear because they did give us both pieces of information and then noreen again spoiler alert she ends up dying before the end of the film so we don't get any more information for her and she's painted as an even less reliable narrator as anyone like she's standing in the middle of the road she's wearing a nightgown outside strike one and two she's muttering you know she smashes her head against the car window and cuts her forehead and it's all very like oh what's this What's this spooky old lady up to? Yeah, what's going on? Um, And uh, what's even stranger to me is that Sarah kind of keeps going back to the Brady's to try to like... Mm -hmm. I I mean, I guess because they know what's going on, like your instinct is to go to them first to kind of figure out what happened to them. But at the point that she... Uh, spoiler alert finds noreen with her head in the ground and dead basically mm-hmm. um like i wouldn't have necessarily trusted the brady's <laughs> at no. all so so her kind of pulling off to the side of the road and like being like oh i'll be right back i'm gonna go talk to the brady's my besties over here and she <sighs> finds noreen with her head in the ground and being picked at by the crows i was like why are you there so so many questions around that. Again, the decision making in horror movies, it's something that we always picked apart on Nothing to Fear as well. Just like, why are they making these decisions? Just if if someone is standing in the middle of the road in a black robe muttering, one, I'm driving around that person. Not I'm not engaging. It's not happening. Yeah. If I do think mm-hmm. I need to engage I'm locking the doors and I'm rolling the window down and I'm just going at a safe distance. Like, you all right? She is like, what is this person 20 feet away from my car? Stop, park, unbuckle. You stay here, Chris. 
walk all the way down, get right in front of her. I was like, you're going to get grabbed. You're going to get spit on or screamed at. Madame, you're, you're being <laughs> unsafe. <laughs> and she does it so many times. She did it that time. She does it when she sees Noreen uh, again, when she meets Dez, I think is the husband too. He like comes oh, and yeah. collects her. Mm-hmm. And then the third time when she's, it's like, oh, look, that's that's my neighbor Doreen just lying on the ground. Okay, maybe in that instance, I'd be like, oh, there's an, like, I know I have this frail old lady neighbor. If someone, if she's lying on the ground, in that instance, I'm going out to check on it. But in other instances, sure. we're staying in the car, we're rolling down the window, we're saying, are you okay? All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm a dude. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. Very and then, hard. I don't, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you, kind of heard the police officer as he's reading back her like uh what's it called her her statement yeah thank you Mm -hmm. um he's saying how she basically described trying to dig noreen out of the dirt and i'm like no you (laughs) like you could have been implicated for the crime because you (laughs) you're trying to like help her but ultimately like i i also, I don't know why Des wasn't kind of put on suspicion for that as well. Like, right? yeah, it, yeah that that whole that whole thing because it was paired with her decision to, I guess, off screen. She's digging up the trying to dig out Noreen's head, and then she also has when he's telling the story, she has this hallucination of Chris, who's arm wrestling with another police officer. And she imagines him, like, snapping the guy's arm and the bones popping out, and it's a gross thing. And we get this, like, this is a hallucination that she is having. It's not really happening. So we're setting up these pieces of Sarah's mental state is not fully robust. And something is happening to make her make these choices. So we necessarily don't believe what she's saying or what she's doing or what she's seeing, which puts the audience on the wrong foot. Because I'm like, I don't know if I should believe what I'm seeing. Should I be seeing a sinkhole? Or can only Sarah see a sinkhole? Should I hear this tale about James, their son, who went missing before? Or is she also imagining that? And it kind of just throws everything into question. Yeah. And it's not satisfying when there's there's too much uncertainty in a horror movie. So shortly after Noreen... Uh, dies. They have a funeral for her in the home, um, which I, I, I mean, I feel like in the U.S. we just have it at a funeral home. Like we don't necessarily have it in the home. Um, I think that's more European thing, especially uh, yeah. Irish. But yeah, it's also not something I've ever encountered. I haven't been to that many funerals. Knock on wood. Thank goodness. But yeah, it's uh. It's um, yeah, definitely more. It's like you go to a place you don't you don't have maybe you have a wake afterwards, but you don't have like yeah. a viewing of the of the body in any of the funerals I've been to. But Sarah attends the funeral, and everybody at the funeral <laughs> uh, kind of turns and looks at her, which I was thinking that they were gonna think that she killed Noreen. <laughs> But mm-hmm. uh, we don't really do anything with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that I would. Sh- maybe I would show up. 
but I don't know. There's just a lot of people here, and (laughs) and she's new in town. She also found the body. Right. It's like she's new in town. She's heard the story of this this family and this thing, and I think maybe she is trying to use it as an excuse to get close to Dez. Like, I think that's maybe her thought process. But in the terms of it, was like she didn't know this person. She didn't really have a relationship with them. Why are you going? You got you got nothing else to do on Saturday. You just want to like check out what's up at the local wakes, I guess. But it felt <laughs> it felt weird. But but it did lead to, um, I think one of the funniest part of the movie for me was when she has that conversation with Des, and he get uh, she gets him to start talking about the shape shifting or the changeling aspect of it and he says one thing it's like oh noreen notice it first it's small things only a mother would notice and maybe we had already seen some small changes in chris but i love the juxtaposition between that scene of him being like it's little things that only a mother would notice and one of the first creepy things we see chris doing is like scuttling around on all fours and eating spiders (laughs) and like making weird little (laughs) screeching sounds and i was like oh yeah only a mom's gonna notice that as being out of the ordinary (laughs) right like (laughs) which i think is like kind of par for the course with like um like supernatural movies in general especially if it's a full family with both parents um or heterosexual parents i i should say Mm -hmm. um you know usually the the father doesn't notice things until it's basically like we're in the shit storm and it's like the mom notices right away and it's like yep that something's wrong here (laughs) yeah there's a lot of horror movies that it's like honey i think something's wrong and he's like not now babe i gotta go do business and you're like okay all right (laughs) later (laughs) insert uh you know supernatural movie here yeah <laughs> poltergeist, poltergeist insidious yeah yeah <laughs> any of that yeah um but yeah so shortly after that you know we really see things start to ramp up with uh with chris being weird um we get the whole scene. super strong he's like a superhero oh, yeah. all of a sudden yeah like just very he's turning into an x-man i don't know is this who knows um but (laughs) um you know we get the scene with the talent show where he's you know singing and it kind of this is another instance um kind of referencing your point billy of like we don't really know what's what to believe from sarah at this point um because she kind of has this distorted hallucination of like him singing um it's appropriately about a bog in the wood with a hole in the ground and blah yeah. blah, blah, blah blah and um, <laughs> so um it, you know it's a very it's a very creepy scene and you know again we get those um shots of like zooming in but also zooming out mm-hmm. you know Hit- hitchcock style um and it, her friend slash boss like i guess she works in a antique shop i don't know yeah <laughs> it's never really explained and i don't think that's it's not the point but it's just like yeah her friend is like what's wrong and she just kind of she kind of freezes for a second and then just She's like, runs away as fast as she can it's like oh okay nothing nothing wrong here <laughs> right like <laughs> and uh the her uh 
Chris comes out and he's like, did you see me, mommy? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, he, he's still being kind of creepy, but he's like keeping it chill for, for the teachers. <laughs> he's just being like the, the, the stereotype or the trope or whatever of like creepy blonde small child with an English accent. It's just mm-hmm. like tick, 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 tick. It's like a, yeah. a kid who's who's got really proper grammar and enunciation. That's creepy. A kid who's, you know... <laughs> Combing his hair. Oh, a kid combing his hair. No, he's practicing his scales. Oh, what a freak. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing because I, I like have a thing about... Uh, I used to be in choir when I was mm-hmm. in school. But mm-hmm. like now as an adult, when I hear a child singing uh, like in a horror movie, it's, it's just not... It, it's not the vibe for it's me. No, it's no good. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I, I'm just like, oh god! I, I even wrote in my notes, "ill kids singing." Yeah, <laughs> don't like it. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I think it's surely it might be it might have been before the talent show. Um, but she has this like weird dream um, where she re wallpapered everything in the house. Yes. Um, yeah. And, uh, the, the kid is like doing this weird thing where he's like putting his finger on her lips, like, shh, no, let me look at your scar. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. It's so gross. Um, and then he like digs into her scar. I think the scariest thing about that scene is how atrocious the wallpaper is. (laughs) It was, it was giving the Overlook Hotel carpet, it was, I wonder if it yes. was an homage to The Shining because it's mm-hmm. again a very similar situation. But yeah, there's there's this whole thread throughout the first two acts of the movie where she's got this house and I think it's kind of like I want to, you know, she wants to make it her home. And so the way they show her doing that is by scraping off the wallpaper and then she dreams about putting up the worst pattern of wallpaper that would make anyone go instantly psychotic <laughs> <laughs> and then again it's like oh this turned out to be a dream but we didn't know because was she taking it's also cut against this scene of her looking at a pill that she's supposed to take at night and deciding not to take it so it's like oh did she have a, a manic episode where she had she stayed up all night and wallpapered and now she's delusional but oh no that was a that was a dream so i guess the pill's didn't help her sleep and it's just like you there's too many yeah question marks floating around to to make it make sense um but i will say for a24 horror movies especially around this time these were made for somebody to post a ending of so and so movie explained video on youtube oh yeah like 20 minutes after so you can go oh yeah you know i i did get that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i I'm definitely smart. knew that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny like since you bringing that up makes me think like i i used to watch those before doing a horror podcast but now i'm like okay i gotta stick kind of stay away from those because i don't want like my initial thoughts to be not corrupted per se but just be like oh i'm pulling this stuff from this youtube video that you can access yeah you want to try to come up with your own idea first at least exactly um, but I do like watching them. I usually watch them after I record the episode. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so we are kind of getting down to the final act of the movie where, you know, Sarah is really kind of putting Chris through a couple of tests. First, uh, she tries to get him to eat, uh, you know, the dust cheese, as they call it, or Mm -hmm. Parmesan. Um, The shaky cheese, yeah. The shaky cheese. Um, But I I didn't necessarily realize I ended up seeing a comment um, about this movie where I guess she had put her the capsule medication like in the dust cheese which i didn't really get that like i thought she just threw out her her medication yeah it was it was ambiguous because yeah we don't know if she's trying to drug him to test something out we uh we kind of skipped over the scene where she um pulls a brick out of his bedroom wall and hides a camera to kind of record what's going on and whatever she sees on that footage or on that SIM card, it's very scary. Um, but we never get a chance to see it. The only time we get to see the camera screen after she's filmed it is, uh, she, she takes the footage to Des and says, look at this, this, what is this? And he gets all mad and throws the camera and it breaks the screen. So my assumption is that this camera caught the changeling form of Chris on it Mm. like the weird gray alien shape (laughs) i think but but we don't really get a lot to um to to do with that but anyway so that inspires the spaghetti scene with the cheese and then it's like yeah okay so she's going to try to knock him out and then what like i didn't know what her end game was was she going to take him to the hospital was she just going to lock him in the basement and then go run in the forest and look for real chris um you know that like kind of what's yeah. what's the end game of getting rid of him because i guess she's scared because he's really strong although i don't know is that table shove scene from earlier was that a real thing or did she imagine it it's kind of like it's hard to know what is real what is fake yeah um, but i think i think that the movie wants us to think or wants us to know that the medicine was in the shaky cheese, the dust cheese, and it ends up causing him to pass out before he can fully like suffocate her by burying her head in the ground. Right. Because he like buries her head. We see that shot of her being buried head first in the ground. And I will say a novel way of like showing a character death. I don't think I've seen many just only head being buried deaths in horror so that's that's i'll give it points for that but anyway he's burying her he's burying her burying her and then he kind of looks up and then collapses and that's when she wakes up and gets out of the 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 trouble she's in because she isn't dead and she's able to do the whole end of the movie so i think that's what the movie wants us to think but it just wasn't very clear yeah because i I was confused as to why he passed out. I was like, oh, does this entity think that they killed Sarah? So then they just pass out and then Chris is normal again. Like, I, you know, because yeah. at this point we we don't, there's hints to the changeling, but it, it could have just been like a possession movie. Yeah. You know, it could have easily been, been that instead. So I was just kind of like, what's, what is the end game here? <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, 
Sarah takes uh, fake Chris down into uh, the creepy basement with uh, the weird uh, fluorescent light. The bluest and... light you can find. Just the bluest right. light bulb. Oh, it was on sale. That's what we got. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Then, um, you know, she finds the the car mirror that broke off in the beginning of the movie and uses that uh, and realizes that it is, in fact, a, a changeling alien weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then from there, she's like trying to not necessarily reason with it, but just kind of be like, where the where the fuck is my child basically um and it just screeches and tries to choke her again and then she knocks it out again yeah <laughs> i'm just I'm it's like come on girl like <laughs> let's go let's find let's, let's find chris let's find chris let's burn the house down let's do something that's right she just <laughs> yeah. this is my solution the house is being burnt to the ground yeah and so she she ends up running back to the sinkhole and one of my notes is, sure, Sarah, good idea. Go into the hole. It's fine. Like, she just goes right down into the very center of that little meteor strike and discovers that <laughs> that there's this little creepy underground civilization of changelings that are, have been there forever and have been taking kids. And are they bound to that, like, to that hole in the ground? Do they only... Do changeling swaps if somebody comes too close because otherwise they would take over the world like I, I, I didn't really understand like could they get out unchangelingified or did someone have to go into the hole for it to happen uh, you yeah. know and it, it just sort of because it didn't seem like Chris went and fell into the hole it seemed like there was something in the woods when she's looking around earlier that's like spooky so maybe I don't know. It didn't. It it wasn't enough to be like okay, they're in the hole, but they can't get out, even though there's plenty of access for them. And because like when doppelganger Sarah grabs Chris's leg right at the end after she encounters all the beings down this hole, it like stops there. It doesn't keep coming out. It just they just kind of have like significant eye contact. She bashes it to death with the flashlight, and then you know movie over. But it, right. did, it didn't seem like there was any reason for it to stop, except for they said, well, it's just this is the boundary line. It stops here. Yeah. And there was like a ton of them down there, seemingly mm. like the one scene where they all kind of raise up. It almost looks like zombies or something. So I thought that like all of them were going to come after her, but it seemingly was only one. Yeah, I guess. Um, maybe that's all the budget they had for that. Um, yeah, I think so. But- um but yeah so she gets chris out of the the sinkhole i don't know how because she like sunk down in don't know yeah because especially since we see her go down she has to sort of like surrender and sink down into the the pit and then um she's we see her really really struggling to crawl through the opening to get into the changeling chamber and then she kind of makes it out there but then when she's pulling chris through she's just like zoop like it's just like the quickest little easiest (laughs) yeah yeah i wrote in my notes i was like first of all this hole is like claustrophobic Mm -hmm. i would never be able to survive in here no bye chris sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe that's so sorry maybe that's a mother's love you know she's able to overcome the worst thing but mama bear strength 
sure uh, yeah yeah sure why yeah. not <laughs> but um yeah i don't know that mama bear strength would have well maybe maybe so but like get out of a sinkhole like it's it's like quicksand almost the way that it's like pulling her down and, and all the know. edges are like you know you see rocks falling in constantly and like you would step and you'd, you'd assume it would be soft and hard to get up but yeah it, it does the uh a horror movie trope we've seen a lot where it's like okay how do they get from here to the road well we'll just have them be on the road and then they did it because <laughs> it's like we get to the end of her she beats doppelganger sarah changeling sarah and then it's immediately cuts to the edge of the woods and she's running out with chris again she puts him, it puts him down by the car stay right here ma'am yeah stay no. right here don't go anywhere you're dying it's fine um and then she's like okay well um i'm gonna go back into the house because mm-hmm. i forgot my keys another classic horror movie trope oops oops and and i was just like i was like can we can we not do this <laughs> can we not go back into the house and then um she grabs the keys and here's the door jiggle from um the uh the changeling Mm -hmm. trying to get out and i was like is she gonna do something stupid and like open up the door and like try to like bash it or something but she actually does something kind of smart i guess and uh burns the house down (laughs) just (laughs) like you know what arson (laughs) solves all the problems yeah yeah not suspicious at all and apparently the police fire department whatever doesn't try to find her after uh but josh there's no house number (laughs) (gasps) yeah oh my god (laughs) can't do it can't get there yeah (laughs) she never gave that house number (laughs) yeah she could be anywhere who knows anywhere who knows oh no yeah um yeah so now um you know, she she went back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she got a bike for for Chris that he wanted. She's living uh, you life. Know, she's all... ten out of ten. She's just glowing, thriving. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She got a ton of mirrors in her house now, um, so she can look at herself glowing yeah. every day. And uh, hopefully, Chris is glowing too, and is not you know a gray alien she... changeling. Thing. Yeah, she must have like on point mirror thrifting game because mirrors are not cheap. They're not cheap. It's surprisingly they're expensive not. to buy. And there's so many different sizes and shapes of mirrors. And I think the movie missed a trick of making it seem like everything was okay right up until the very end, which is, you know, sometimes. A movie with a happy ending is great, but usually in horror, there's always something that's like, oh, it's all okay. It's the one little thing. Or yeah. is it? But like, you know, and I think maybe because she, she's engaging her in her new ritual, which is taking Chris home from school, going upstairs, and then paparazzi shooting him with a camera <laughs> while he rides his bike just to make sure his face is fine. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. What? And then she's, she's scanning through the photos and it kind of stops on one that's like his face is blurry and it, it does this significant sort of camera push in a little bit where it's like, oh, maybe yeah. it's just like, no, he's just riding his bike and it's a blurry photo. Like, I don't. Yeah. 
I don't find this to be scary. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, and yeah. and then at one like. If it were me, I would be, like, always with my kid, like, if that happened. Yeah. But at one point, she's just like, oh, go enjoy life on your new bike. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. She goes up to the house and she's like, okay, I gotta take pictures. I'm like, girl, like, anything could happen to this child now. I was yeah. expecting him to get run over. Mm-hmm. I was expecting, and that's probably because we've watched so many horror movies at this point. I think so, yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're like, waiting for the unhappy ending to happen. There's always, but... like, one last jump scare or something. Like, maybe he, I don't know. This is a stupid ending, but she takes pictures and she's all happy and then she goes into the kitchen and is cooking and, oh, it's a frying pan full of spiders ah you know that's too cheesy ah! but but yeah. just i don't know i was expecting something shocking to happen and i think it's great that um a horror movie ends with a kid is fine because also that is something yeah. that can be traumatizing it's not fun to see kids in peril and yeah. even if they're creepy it's you want them to be safe that's just human nature to like want to protect Right. The littles and stuff. And so I think they did that that way. But then, yeah, as a, as a horror movie fan, I think you want it to be a little bit ambiguous at the end. Yeah. And I, I think for me, I was expecting something out of Insidious mm-hmm. at the end of the first one when, you know, they're taking the photos and then, you know, you realize it's it's not all as it seems. <gasps> no, the <laughs> so, bright and black is there. Ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. So I was kind of expecting something like that. But I think if something happened like that, we would be like tearing it apart, basically like, oh, you stole it from this movie or yeah. that movie. So like, you know, we're never happy. <laughs> one, yeah, that's one thing I'm learning about the more horror movies I watch is just like, well, I'm not going to be happy. And I will let you know that internet. Yeah. So. <laughs> But that's the beauty of editing and the internet. There we right? go. <laughs> and then that's the movie. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I thought it was neat. Yeah. Um, I gave it yeah, kind of like a six out of ten. It was enjoyable. I'm glad yeah. I watched it. I, I had heard about it and you know finish it up. And I was I was looking for that actress because I hadn't seen her anywhere else. She was kind of giving. Um, the Devil Wears Prada and Hathaway. Oh, you know that you know just who kind I, of yeah. You know who I thought she kind of looked like mm-hmm. was um, uh, what the hell is her name? Oh, uh, Linda Cardinelli that plays okay, Velma yeah. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, I can see um, that. I can see that. And I think it's because my roommate is watching um, Dead to Me on Netflix right now, and she's in that. Um. And her hair is kind of styled the same, mm-hmm. so I think that's why I kind of got that. But they have a very similar like facial structure. But yeah, um, yeah. But I I thought overall the cast did great, and for such a cinematography, cast, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Sorry, cinematography, yeah. go on. Oh yeah, no, you're good. Um, but the cinematography was great too. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how Evil Dead Rise is um for me since lee cronin also wrote and directed that one because i'm interested to Mm -hmm. see if there are similar themes and similar writing because i feel like maybe i'm just basing it off of 
what the trailer was giving me from Evil Dead Rise. It's, it's it'll be interesting to see how they kind of compare mm. um, stylistically and all of that. But I have uh, I have yet to check out Evil Dead Rise, but I have heard that it's um it's yeah there's some interesting things that happen in it. So I I, I would love to. I've heard a couple podcasts about it, so I've been kind of spoiled on it, but I'd love to hear your take. So if you ever get an episode off the ground, I'll make sure extra sure to check check that one out. Uh, yes. Once, of course, everyone's yep. back to work and, you know. We're, right. <laughs> yeah. we're, you're doing A24. You did this month because they agreed to, like, the writer's demands and the actor's demands and were kind of being, like, a good studio. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully. So... Um, so that's why we're covering them. Um, but I've also been kind of like experimenting with other, other stuff like short stories and oh, all cool. of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we're we're trucking along over here. We're being creative. Awesome. <laughs> so knock on wood that it all ends soon and we can uh, go back to talking about, uh, you know terrible terrible 80s and 90s horror movies well, <laughs> that's where i like to live well, if you want uh if you want a terrible 80s movie episode coming up uh at the time of recording this i have yet to record that episode i'm doing that this afternoon but we're relaunching nothing to fear for our friday the 13th series um early on in the run of the podcast i decided that Monday was going to be the release date of episodes, but on Friday the 13th, we were going to do a Friday the 13th movie. And so this is the fifth one, a new beginning. And I'm excited to talk with Alex and a special guest. But uh, if you've heard any of our other Friday the 13th episodes, we are, <laughs> let's just say, if you're a really big Friday the 13th fan, maybe don't listen to us because we we're very critical very very critical of of those movies even the time that they're in and then when they were made um it's a fun it's a lot of fun though so yes yeah yes so that's coming um yeah yeah when this episode comes out it'll be that week of friday the 13th so ah. you can listen to this episode mm-hmm. and then go listen to theirs on friday the 13th fingers and crossed we... i get it all edited and out on time but I, i'm hopeful yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, the editing process my favorite <laughs> so fun <laughs> so much fun well, Billy, um, it has been fabulous having you on here. Um, I had an amazing time uh, talking about Hole in the Ground. I would love for you to tell our listeners where they can find you and Nothing to Fear. Sure. So Nothing to Fear, like I said, we have a bit of a hiatus going on right now, but there are over 150 episodes of movies that we had done, mostly as my, uh, my pandemic project was starting Nothing to Fear. And so it was a lot of fun. There's a ton of great movies that we covered. Uh, so check that out wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow Nothing to Fear on Instagram. It's Nothing to Fear Podcast is the handle there. Um, myself, you can send me a follow request if you want. I'm on Instagram at designbilly. Most of the time I just post stuff about my cats or what's going on regarding the state of the world with uh, trans issues um, here in Canada. And in Montreal, where I'm living right now, uh, you can, yeah, you can follow me, Design Billy. Um, I'm also on threads at Design Billy. I tried to open a threads for Nothing to Fear, and 
it's not letting me for some reason because I have to like log in. And I think like because I have my Instagram paired with my Design oh. Billy account, there's like it's just sort of perma logged in and I don't really know what the password is and I'm not <laughs> too invested in figuring it out. <laughs> so anyway, that's very rambly. <laughs> Uh, check out the back episodes of Nothing to Fear and check out Friday the 13th, part five, coming this Friday the 13th, October 13th. Um, and then, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. I love talking horror movies. I really missed it in the summer. And uh, if you ever need another guest another time, I'd love to come back and chat some more. Perfect. But uh, I'll have to check out some of your um, some of your other episodes. What's, what's one of your favorite episodes of... Uh, this your show that maybe some of Nothing to Fear listeners could check out. Well, um, let's see. I I love our very first episode. It's a very rough episode, <laughs> just to let you know. But um, I talk uh, Hocus Pocus with my sisters, um, so it's a very nostalgic type episode. So if you like that uh, type of feel um check that out um i also did a short um like summer series kind of before our summer hiatus uh for what i called camp uh super scary so we covered i know what you did last summer um and we did cover the original friday the 13th Mm -hmm. which um spoiler alert i did not care for too much either (laughs) because i thought it was a halloween copycat which (laughs) in turn um is hypocritical because halloween is a black christmas copycat so it's, you know it's it, all copycats it's all <laughs> it's all copycats at this point um but yeah so uh you can check out some of those um yeah awesome and you yeah and uh you can uh follow me at super scary podcast at instagram um you can email me at super scary podcast at gmail.com um don't forget we just uh launched a merch uh website so yes um so you can go check that out at super scary podcast.square.site um if you can't remember all that you can click the link in the episode description as well um yeah, so uh, definitely check out uh, uh, Billy and Nothing to Fear's uh, episode on Friday the 13th. We also have a bonus episode coming where we talked with James Stokes, who played uh, Jason Voorhees Ooh. in a couple of fan-made films. So definitely check that out as well. It's an amazing episode. Uh, so you can do a little little, little marathon cool. with all of our episodes. Excellent. Yeah. Check that yes. out. Definitely. Um, And we'll see you on Friday the 13th and next Monday for uh, some more spooky episodes. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Super Scary. Super Scary is hosted, produced, and edited by yours truly, Josh. The podcast is executively produced by myself and my husband, Frank. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Super Scary Podcast and email us at superscarypodcast at gmail.com. Please give us a review and rating on your favorite podcast listening platform. Super Scary is a proud part of the Deus Ex Media Network, a collection of fandom podcasts for nerds of all types. Stick around after the show to get a sneak peek at one of our network siblings' shows. See you next Monday on another episode. 
Stay scared and be super. Bye-bye. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on a even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. A randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made. One episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Dave X Media.